and welcome back to the Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show, where we talk about all things the Responsibly Armed Citizen should know. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Horvath. Joined with me in studio is our other host, uh, Mr. Tim Kelly of Apache Solutions. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. You need some coffee? Man, I, I do. I'm getting a little bit tongue-tied there. <laughs> Anywho, we have a fantastic show uh, planned today. Um, let's see. Uh, how do you see a threat before it becomes a threat? Um, definitely something to think about. Um, you know, often we go about our lives, we're doing our things, you know, going to all the, you know, our shopping and doing all of the, you know, things that life's th- life throws at us. Um, but, uh, you know, often, you know, we hear, especially like, you know, the Monday qu- quarterbacking, oh, you know, if I would have, you know, if I was there, I would have done this. You know, people really kind of, t- kind of, you know, playing that product game that. But, you know, what are steps, what are things that us as responsible armed citizens, what are things that we can do um, before, you know, something is happening in front of us, right? So right. What, what, are, what are the little steps that we can do that, again, not, not, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like we're paranoid, sure. but, you know, what are the things, what are the steps, what are the things that we can do to, to help ourselves protect ourselves better? Right. So awareness games. Uh, I just read an article on this from, uh, from Tom Givens. Uh, he sent this out to his, his um, Patreon group, and uh, I think I read it yesterday, as a matter of fact. So it's funny we're talking about this today, about situational awareness. Uh, awareness is is really one of the most important key factors in in your own self-preservation. And um, there's, there's a lot of different things that you can do, you know, starting with not getting too distracted by this thing. Right, the phone, you know, cell phones, that, right? That's kind of a... a, a, a it, it leads people to, you know, getting distracted and not paying attention to their surroundings. And, you know, maybe they don't get robbed or anything like that, but they might got, they may get ran over in a parking lot, you know, yep. uh, from yep. somebody that's also not paying attention, texting on their phone or yeah. something. Yeah. So paying attention, um, it's it's really a, a big thing, recognizing that, that uh, threat or whatever before it actually becomes a threat. Um, Paying attention to your mirrors inside your vehicle was also in that article. Um, pay attention to your rearview mirror and start playing like playing games. Like take a glance at your rearview mirror and then look back at the road and try to remember what that car looked like. Right? Could you could you make out who was driving in the vehicle? Could you make out their facial expressions? You know? Yeah. Could you make out the color of their vehicle or how close they were to yours? Right? You know stuff like that. You know, there, there, there's a lot of different things. You know, you had, you know, mentioned a vehicle. Um, you know, I, uh, I even you know, bring my kids into this, comp, this you know, realm, right? Yeah. So obviously they don't necessarily know what, what, you know, what, what the point of the game is, but, you know, what's in their hand. Right. So yeah. literally walking through a grocery store or something like that, um, you know, my kids can yell out, hey, that person has a cell phone in their hand or, you know, they have this in their hand or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, a seemingly, you know, innocent game. Right. It's an, but it's an exercise in observation. Right? right. It's being able to look around, being able to observe your surroundings and retain what you've observed. Right. Um, you're not just looking. Um, you know, and that's the big thing is uh being aware you know something that that uh, i would also i'm a big proponent of is man look people in the eye yeah um you know the eyes are the windows to the soul so if you're walking around if your head is up you're not buried in a device you're not buried in a thing a widget whatever it is and uh you know your head is up and you're 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 looking at people and you're like looking them in the eye that tells a lot about somebody's intent 
right? right? So, um, yeah, well, you know, there have been scenarios, certain, you know, certain situations where I've gone to like Walmart, something like that. And I'm just, I'm doing my thing. I'm looking around, I'm looking at people, looking, you know, people in the eye and, uh, I'll, I'll catch the eye of somebody else who's doing the exact same thing I am just being aware. Right. And it's one of those, Hey man, I I see you, you see me like a little nod kind of thing. Um, but you know, again, I, I, I can't understate that. Like just, just being aware and it's, easy to get out of the habit, right? It right. is easy to, to fall short on that, especially, you know, you're talking families with young children, you know, kids are going every which way. I mean, they, you're trying to wrangle kids, get them in the car and stuff like that. Um, so what are things for, you know, our listeners who have families with young children, what are some things that they can do to help mitigate some of that risk? Uh, families with, with young children. I, I like your idea of, of playing, uh, playing the what's in their hands game. I mean, I do that often with our kids. Mine, mine don't generally have that uh, type of attention span. So you got to be more right. specific, like, all right, look for, look for a specific item. Look, look, tell me when you see somebody with a cell phone in their hand. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're walking around the grocery store and, uh, you know, everybody that has a phone in their hand, they're like, oh, there's one, there's mm-hmm. one. And next thing you know, they're pointing at people and say, there's one. Right. Ah, <laughs> Got to be careful about that one. Right, Got to right, be careful. Right, right. But, um, and, you know, you if somebody asks or whatever, you just tell them they're playing a game or whatever. But, right. um, yeah, you got to be careful about, you know, the games that you play with, uh, with your kids. But as a parent, it can also be very distracting, when your kids are, you know, hanging all over you and running around like crazy to be aware of those surroundings when you have little chaoses, <laughs> little minions right. of chaos right. running around you. Little tornadoes. Stuff. Yeah. So it's um, it's not always that easy to stay, stay on top of things and stay aware. But, um, you know, keeping your head up and keeping, you know, and, and looking around, not burying your nose in your phone, uh, not getting distracted at the gas pump by the little, yeah. all of the distractions at the yeah. gas pump these yep. days. Um, don't get distracted there. Look around before you actually commit to something. You know, yep. if you recognize that something's going to take time, like mm-hmm. pumping gas. Mm-hmm. If you recognize that some something like pumping gas takes time, time can offer opportunity, right. opportunity for someone to come in and hurt you, opportunity for accidents to happen, all kinds of different things, right? So when you recognize that open space of time, take the time prior to committing to that to look around, right? Look around, like what's you know, go look uh, around and be observant, like right. you know, you know, taking the information. Um, let's see, uh, uh, there's another in, an instructor that's out there that. Um, really, um, uh, John Murphy. Yeah. Um, he's a big proponent of, you know, keep people guessing on what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're walking to your car, don't walk in a straight line to your car. Like, walk in a different direction and then just sharply pivot and then walk over to your car or something right. like that, right? It may feel silly, but um, if you're, you know, being observed as a victim, a potential, potential victim, um, then that really throws off other people. Sure. Now, there's a big thing that's happening in big cities right now where, uh, uh, thieves, um, are, uh, are, you know, committing armed robbery because they're watching people go to ATMs or watching people withdraw money. And then they're following these people back to the, whatever the destination is. They're breaking in the cars or at sometimes, you know, holding them at gunpoint, right, um, to steal whatever their stuff is, right. uh, steal that cash that they just withdrew from the ATM. So, um, you know, in every one of these cases that I'm seeing, if people were more observant 
what was happening. If they saw the car that was literally tailing them to their home, if they right. saw, um, you know, a, a group of people approaching you, you know, um, yeah, aggressively, or they just saw this this random group that just all, all of a sudden they just walked past you and then they did a hard pivot back toward you. We, you know, in the words of Tom Givens, that's a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's something that's not quite right there. Right. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Uh, people, and again, I, I'm guilty of it myself, we're not being observant enough. We're looking, we see things, but we're not deciding on what to do. We're not deciding to act. We're not fulfilling the next piece of that, right? right. The next piece of um, that, that, that loop, which we should absolutely talk about on our next segment. So uh, next segment, we're going to be talking about the OODA looper, O-O-D-A, and uh, what that means, how do, how do you, you know, how do you incorporate that in your, uh, your you know, daily life, and what does that even mean? What is an OODA loop? I mean, that sounds like something you do for bre- eat for breakfast, right? <laughs> yeah, OODA loop. OODA loop's awesome. All right, we'll, uh, we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizens Show with Frank Horvath and Tim Kelly. I'm Tim Kelly. That's Frank Horvath. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about uh, situational awareness, essentially, like how, how to identify a threat before it actually becomes a threat. And, um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about in the last segment was, you know, once you've identified that threat, what do you do? Right. And I, I think um, you know, I've got some I've got some points I want to make sure I, I hit on that is just because you see something coming right ahead of time, just because you see a threat coming ahead of time doesn't mean that you actually know what to do. Right. Right. So I see this guy, it looks shady, right? And if I don't have the tools, skills, and, and knowledge or prior experience or something like that, if I don't have anything to 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 do anything about it, then a lot of time what a lot of times what will end up happening is your brain is going to fill that void with denial. Right. No, it's not, that's not a knife in his hand. Right. Right. He's why would he stab me? Right. Right. I'm a good person. Exactly. Right. And then there's no there's no reason for him to come and, and attack me. And the next thing you know, the victim's being attacked. Right. And if you don't have if you don't have some type of skill set to fill that void, or if you don't have any knowledge to fill that void, um, then what do you do? Right. Right. I, I mean, if you if you can recognize, and I'm just using a man coming um, walking briskly towards you with mm-hmm. a knife in their hand, right? If if you have the time, the distance between the two to act, it could be, well, I have a tool on me that I might be able to access like mm-hmm. a gun, right? And I may be able to defend myself. Or it might be, I don't have a gun, mm-hmm. I have a knife. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get chopped up. Right. So my next, be- next best bet is to run. Right. Right. Uh, uh, time and circumstance, right? Time and place. I mean, these things matter. Um, if, if I see somebody who's walking briskly, you know, with me with a knife, I mean, the first thing it's going to do is, you know, you're going to speak, you're going to say up, right. You're going to, you know, use that, that verbal judo, right. And say something. Um, if something doesn't look right, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? If you yell in public and you say, Hey, stop, right. You, you, you raise your voice, whatever it may be, you know, issue, issue a command. Um, if you're wrong, then people are going to just look at you because you're a weirdo, right? right? You just yelled in public, right? It's it's not the end of the world. But if you're right, 
right? Then that's 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 you know starting that process of okay, now what do I do? Right. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, again, time and circumstance depends. Um, you know, if 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 you have a way of avoiding the conflict, avoid the conflict, right? right. If, don't get involved if you don't have to. But you know, if it's an absolute necessary, you know, if it's necessity, if you have to get involved, if you must be involved for whatever reason, um, then you have to, you know, be completely honest with yourself and you know, like, and understand. You know, do I have the 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 skill set? Do I have the tools? Do I have the training? Can I actually handle this? Right. Um, and that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. Sure it is. Um, you know, something that. Just taught a concealed carry class this past weekend, and and almost every concealed carry class we have somebody that, oh well, if I was there, okay, well let's elaborate on that a little bit. If you were there, then what? You know, with with your training, with what you've done, your background, your history. If you were in this scenario, right, that what this particular scenario that we're playing out for you, what would you do? Right. And often ego gets involved in that. Mm-hmm. Often ego goes, oh well, I'm going to be the good Samaritan. I'm going to I'm going to stop. I'm going to involve myself. All right, cool. Um, um, I respect your opinion on that, but let's look at some real life scenarios of people who have taken that stance, that stance of, I'm going to stop this threat. I'm going to involve myself in this altercation. And then let's see how it played out for that good Samaritan. Uh, you know, newsflash in, in over 66% of the time, you know, two thirds of the time, it doesn't work out for the good Samaritan. Right. You know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I personally, you know, I, I really push forward and Hey, I don't know if I would involve myself in a third-party encounter. Right. It's it's kind of the same thing, but anyway, uh, and I, I digress. But but yeah, so so you know, identifying that threat and, and figuring out what you do. That uh, at the end of the last segment, we talked, uh, we 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 clued in a little bit on you know the OODA loop. Um, so OODA, observe, orient, decide, act. Right. So the whole purpose of that observe, orient, deciding, and acting is is. Um, to you know, put yourself in. Okay, I'm I'm observing. I'm I'm seeing what's happening. Uh, and then after th- that observation, what's the next thing I'm going to do? I'm going to orient myself. What am, you know, I'm I'm going to give myself a superior position. I'm going to give myself the ability to be able to make a clear decision. And then if I have to act, right. and it's constantly happening. Right? It's it's ever it's a revolving door. Yeah, you're so, going through it right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So as I'm, you know, doing something, as I'm observing something, then, you know, Tim, on the other side of this mic, you're doing the exact same thing. Yep. You're, you're observing, you're, you know, you're deciding. So it, it's, it's a constant dance and it happens all the time, yeah. right? It's, it's, we, we do it without even, you know, realizing that we're doing things like that. It's, it's a cycle that you are, you are constantly involved in the mo- from the moment you wake up until the yep. moment you go back to sleep. Right. And that's, and that's it. I mean, you're constantly you're constantly going through this cycle, and um, if you can if you can learn to harness that, right. then you can do some pretty good things with it and keep yourself out of trouble. Right. Right. Um, we talked about you know looking like a victim earlier and um, the the carelessness of walking around with your face buried in your phone and stuff like that. Back mm-hmm. in the day, we used to call that walking like a victim. Right. Right. And I used to tell a lot of my students that don't walk like a victim right? Walk like you own the place, right? right? If you have, if you have a sense about yourself that makes you, make you, makes you look like you're in charge, a lot of times criminals, folks that are just trying to rob you or something like that, mm-hmm. they're not interested in dealing with the person that's in charge. They yeah. want, yeah. They, they want the person that is weak. They want the person that is, you know, distracted. 
uh, an easy target, so to right. speak. Right. And again, that that's not the case in every scenario, but but no, most right. scenarios, right? So that you know, uh, criminals, people who you know um, are, are looking for those victims, they don't want to fight. Right. They want their easiest way out. They want that free that free meal ticket. You know, um, let me let me do some harm. Let me get what I want. You know, because it's all about me. You know, let me overpower this person, whatever it is, and um, you know, go about my thieving day. Right. Um, but but no, you're you're absolutely correct. You know, the the, the other thing is, I've, I've we've trained some like extremely intelligent people, mm-hmm. like very very like borderline genius, good good awesome people who are very, very intelligent, but they distract themselves with certain things out in public and they don't use that competence, that level of competence that they have and that level of intelligence that they have to their, you know, um, to, to assist them in identifying, you know, threats around them. Right. Right. And I mean, I, I can't, I can't stress the, the situational awareness enough. I mean, if you're not, if, if you are not keeping your head up and and moving around, you are likely to get, you know, bad things can happen to you. You're welcoming bad things into your life. Right. You know, and, and don't make no mistake. We're not just talking about, you know, being an armed citizen and, you know, looking for the, the next person you have to shoot or something like that. Yeah, that's no, that's no. not what we're talking <laughs> not about. Not at all. <laughs> you know, uh, honestly, nine times out of ten, the problems that you're going to be looking for are common everyday problems, car crashes, getting run over in a parking lot is a real thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Well, don't I, don't walk into the the ladies' bathroom if you're a man. You right. know, stuff like that. Like, right. All right now. All right. Calm pay down. attention to what you're doing. <laughs> Just pay attention. Well, and and again, you know, I, I I often again it's dad brain, right? I'm constantly bringing my family, constantly bringing kids back. Sure. Yeah, you're constantly, you know, you're doing it for your kids. Why aren't you doing it for yourself? Sure. Right. So if you got, you know, little kids running around, Hey, don't run out in the street. Well, as an adult, you should probably not be running out in the street either. You know, right. what, what should you do? Stopping, looking both ways, making sure the coast is clear, you know, all this, other, all this other stuff. But why shouldn't you be doing that always? Right. right. Why shouldn't you be, you know, again, and then, yeah, you know, the the on the other side of that is oh, where you're just paranoid. You know, nobody's out to get you. Okay, but the, it's not. It's a non-zero chance, right? It's non-zero that somebody's you know looking to do me harm. Right. Um. And because it's non-zero, because there is even it's as small as a, a possibility as it is. I don't. You know, I don't want to leave that up to chance. Right. You know, I want to do everything that's within my power to at least see what's coming. And then you know, certain you know, work on that oodle loop. You know, see what's see what's coming. Orient myself, decide, act. What you know, and, and go from there. Um, but like we said, you know, if you're stuck in something, if you're buried in it, if you have that complex of oh, well, I'm a good person, it, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, why me? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Then you're going you're you're going to get got. Like you're right. going you're you know somebody's going to label you as hey, that's a free meal ticket. Let me go. You know, go do harm to this person or do harm to this property or steal or whatever it may be. Right. And, you know, the, the, the opposite of deciding is indecisiveness. And, you know, that's one of the things that gets me in trouble all the time, like in jujitsu, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know how to get out of this choke or I know how to get out of this, you know, arm bar or whatever it is. But I don't, I haven't practiced it enough to 
know how to just snap into it really, really fast right. and just do it. Right. Right. So I get caught up in this indecisiveness. And the next thing you know, that arm bar turns into um, something completely different. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, I'm wrapped up like a pretzel on the mat. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to navigate, but it isn't, if you're not practicing that decisiveness yep. in, in multiple different levels, if you're not practicing that decisiveness, then, uh, you know, that can get you in a lot of trouble. So it's interesting that you bring that up, you know, that, that, that practice, right. That, um, you know, going through and going through the motions. I'll tell this story real quick. I remember the first time, um, that, uh, I was told to do something other than, you know, shoot at a target in a class. Actually you were running that class, Tim. Um, there, there's a, I think it was an EDC class. Um, you and the uh, other instructor that was there had said something like, all right, now you need to yell a command at this particular target. You know, we're, we're going through things. And I remember yelling at this particular target. It came out like, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, my tongue got in the way of my mouth, just like it does most times that we're on the radio. Um, but, um, but practice, practice is yeah. the thing, right? So if you're not practicing these skills and, you know, again, you're, we're not saying necessarily do it with a firearm or a, a blade or a deadly weapon that's in your hand, a tool that's in your hand. Um, but, but going through and going through the, the motions, um, going through the practice of, you know, observing, being observant, playing those, you know, mind games, um, there, there, there's a lot to say to that. Right. And there's lots of different ways that you can go about doing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, let's continue to talk about that. Let's continue to talk about, you know, training. Let's talk a little bit about how people can practice these, these skill sets, how people, uh, where can they go to learn more about these skill sets, where they can learn, uh, or be exposed to, know some of the potential threats some of the potential things that are out there awesome cool Welcome back. Welcome back to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show, where we talk about all things Responsibly Armed Citizens should know. Uh, we are having a conversation about um, you know threats, uh, being situationally aware. Uh, we've talked a little bit about you know not you know looking or acting like a victim. You know what you should do once you've identified a threat. We talked a little bit about uh, the OODA loop or OODA, and uh, the really we, I think. You know, Tim, you summed it up best at the end of that was, you know, um, you know, if you're not practicing these things, right, if you're not practicing these skills, uh, then you're going to be hesitant, right? Sure. There's going to be this this pause, and with that pause, that potentially could cause other issues. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So what types of skills should we be practicing? And where can we find more information about those types of, of skills, those types of things that we can practice? All right, folks, write this down. This is really, really simple. Get rid of novelty. If you can take away the, the newness out of it, you've, you've practiced, you've introduced it into your life, you've got some type of experience in it. Right. So if you've never shot a gun before, but you carry one around or you've only shot a few times or something like that. You've never taken an actual, yeah, yeah, you've never taken an actual class, not a concealed carry class, but you've never taken it. You've never gone beyond that. You need to do that and bring, and bring new experiences into your life and your mind. So you can access that knowledge should you ever need it. Right. Um, it's, Man, if 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 life was a was nothing but a giant math problem, we'd we'd all be you know great at math, yeah, right. But that's that's not it, right? So 
I think I think one of the the biggest issues with this is not getting rid of some of these new things and educating ourselves on something that's just really not a common topic. Like you don't see you don't see a lot of self defense in schools. You don't see a lot of situational awareness and that type of thing brought up in schools. Right. You don't see a lot of this stuff. So it's new to a lot of people, um, and and for a lot of folks, maybe some of them just look at it like it doesn't exist. Like ah. They, they walk around thinking that it's just not going to happen. That's why we have law enforcement. Right, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I understand the argument, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Sure. You know, even if you were to call law enforcement, like I said, and, and you know, our men and women in blue are you know, fantastic people. A number of them are friends of mine, and they are great people, but they would tell you the same thing. Hey, there's still going to be, you know, best case scenario, 10 minutes out. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, a lot of damage can happen within 10 minutes. Sure. Um, same thing with with you know any anything else you know if you hear that you know that um, colloquial bump in the night mm-hmm. you know if you hear that bump in the night and all of a sudden there is a, a a a threat that is in your house an active threat right like a real honest God you know something bad potentially could happen here you know what's what's going to happen are you going to say oh well law enforcement is going to take care of it I mean a lot of people that's that's you know the stance that they're going to take um, you know myself and my family that we're not. Right. Um, you know, depending on the circumstance, but you know, uh, go, go, you know, moving on from that, you know, those there, there's a number of different classes, and we're not talking about you know gunslinging classes. We're talking sure. about you know just just situational awareness, being aware of what's going on. Um, there's uh, just like anything, you know, you don't learn to write well. Right, you practice. You know, in grade school, you're constantly learning your ABCs and you're writing things down. Um, you know, driving a car. You don't just magically wake up and be like, "I'm going to drive a car today." Right. Uh, you're constantly, you know, for for many of us, you know, we took a class, you know, in high school or something like that. And then every day when we get behind the wheel, we're exposing ourselves to new and more situations, new and more yeah. scenarios. So I, I, I stole this from you, Tim. Um, you know, uh, just because you've, you know, um, just because you get your license doesn't mean you have to stop driving, right? right? You're constantly driving, you're constantly doing more. Well, the same thing should be happening with, you know, self-preservation with, with, you know, learning things like this, just because, you know, you may have gotten your concealed carry uh, permit, right. And say North Carolina doesn't mean that you should be done. You should be furthering your education, exposing yourself to to new things within a controlled and safe environment. Right. Um, you know that that that's that's the big piece is, you know, a lot of people once they've gotten that that you know um, concealed carry permit and here in North Carolina, then they just check out. They're like, "Yep, I'm done. Checking the box. Boop. You know, I don't. There's no more I need to do. I'm I am good." And when we talk to people on the street about things like that or festivals or whatever it may be. That's what we hear. We hear, yeah, I, I, I'm good. I got my concealed carry permit, or I'm good. I have this background. I'm good. I was in law enforcement 40 years ago, or military, or whatever it is. And again, not to discount that, but there's just so much more that you can be doing on a regular basis. You know, there's so much more that I can be doing on a regular basis. You know, and I'm in this life. Like I'm right. constantly doing things and learning things. Right. But anyway, um, the the the. G- the reason I'm, I'm even mentioning that, the reason I'm even saying that is you're going to revert to your lowest level of training. Right. Right? So if you haven't trained, if you haven't been exposed to a certain stimuli, then you don't know how you're going to react. Yeah, you've got a pretty good idea. I mean, we've got, you know, um, you know, thousands of years of some type of natural human behavior right. that, you know, we can rely on. And that's like, 
shout really loud, run away, or fold up into a ball and yeah. pray that nothing happens to you. Yeah, you know that's those, those are pretty much your your natural responses to something that like your human brain cannot figure out. That's that's what you're going to rely on. But but Tim, what? But I thought you said I'm going to rise to the occasion. No, <laughs> no, you will revert to your lowest <laughs> level of training, training and your natural human behaviors. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, in this, this past concealed carry class, I heard just that. Um, I heard there, we had one gentleman who said, oh, well, you know, if something like that were to happen to me, if the, you know, this particular scenario, I would rise to the occasion. Like I am going to, you know, do what I need to do to make sure I come out on top. I'm like, but really, really like what, what, what background, you know, what, proof do you have that that's going to happen? Are you going to leave that up just to, to chance? Uh, in, I mean, in, in the day and age of memes, I can't believe people would actually say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's take like a little GIF and like, just start making, you know, have that float around the internet anyway. But you know, but why would you do that? Like why, right. you know, why would you leave that up to chance? Again, yeah, training, 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 training. I mean, that's that. because it's simple, man. It's it's honestly it's simple. Um, and at the <clears throat> excuse me, at the moment, uh, it's defending their ego. It's making them feel good uh, and that type of thing. It's yeah. it doesn't have to be true right now, right? Because I'm just sitting in a in, in an air conditioned classroom, listening to some knucklehead teach right. me about concealed carry, right? Right? I don't. I don't have to be right. I can sit there and argue about it all I want and right. say some say some things that aren't necessarily true until it matters. Right. And then when it matters, you you will quickly find out that that is not the case. Right. You're not going to rise to the occasion and all of a sudden become some superhero. Right. It's not the way this works. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that you know in in our concealed care classes. <clears throat> excuse me. Um. I, I try again, not not in a, a weird way, not in a grotesque way or anything like that. But I try to expose people to a, at least a small piece of look. There's evil in this world. Right. Um. The, there's there's no rhyme. There's no reason for it. It's just somebody's you know their button was just pushed a little bit too far, pushed you know too hard, whatever it is, and they just snapped. Right. And you know, unfortunately, that is the reality of life. Like sometimes. You know, stuff happens, and right. and you don't know how somebody's going to react to something. So, so you know, for example, you know, you're driving home from work, right? And uh, you, maybe you accidentally or intentionally, you know, cut somebody off. Well, that may have just you know triggered something in somebody. So you got road rage incident, and um, instead of you know you know stopping, quit, you know, not instead of not driving like a jerk, you know, you're exacerbating and you're you know you know throwing your middle finger out of the window or something like that, like adding to that. You have no idea what that that person could have just had an absolute horrible day, right? Horrible week, horrible month, whatever, and that may be the thing that you know flips their switch. That they, they they check out a reality and then they decide to just take it all out on you. Yeah, I mean we have no way of controlling that aside from just being response responsible people, right? Right. Deescalating where we can de- deescalate, <clears throat> trying to avoid conflict or, or uh, try to avoid conflict. I'm not saying be a, a pacifist, but right. I'm saying uh, you know live with intent, like understand. Hey, you know, not everybody sees that the life has the same culture as I have. Right. You know, the, um, Tim, Tim and I, we've you know, we palled around quite a bit together. But Tim is not Frank, and Frank is not Tim. We are right. completely, totally different people, have different backgrounds, and you know, what pushes our buttons is 
you know, in some aspects may be similar, but they're also polar opposite. Right. You know, we don't know un- until you know, you don't know where your breaking point is. So it's a sequence. Uh, I like the way when we talked about him earlier, John Murphy describes um, the way he describes human beings and their response to certain, you know, certain events. We're all made up of buttons mm-hmm. and switches and dials and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> and all of us have our own individual sequence, our own little code, right? And if you punch that code in, then we're all capable of doing something, you horrible, know, yeah, yeah bad. Um, maybe, I mean, and, and maybe not just like a horrible atrocity or anything like that, but if you push my buttons the right way, it might cause me to raise my hand up and, you know, right. throw you to the bird, right? right? I've, I've tried to make that sequence very complicated for someone right. to figure out, right? right? But... You know that's that's the point of it is is as you said you don't know you, you don't know what that person's going through in life. I mean that that person that you just cut off and you know you decide to you know throw up your hands at him and stuff like that mm-hmm. or or you know shake your fist at him whatever it is that you're doing. You know that person might be planning to go home and you know drink himself to death or something like that and decide you know what I'm just not going to wait till I get home I'll take this guy with me too. Yeah. You know. You don't know, so if you're not if you're not paying attention, and your and your first priority should just be kind, right? Be kind to people, right? Even even if they are you know being a total jerk in traffic or or you know being a jerk in the in the supermarket or something mm-hmm. like that, it, be kind, be kind to people, and understand and, and appreciate the fact that there are certain levels of people out there that are both possess great qualities to do awesome things and people to that that are fully capable of doing the exact opposite right yeah that 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 i mean that words of wisdom right just being kind you know kill them with kindness smile right and there's a lot that can happen with you know just somebody showing a little bit of kindness somebody smiling somebody just being gracious being hey man I, I, I can just see on your face, Tim, that you are you are tired. You've had a long week, so I'm going to smile at you. I'm going to tell you, man, buddy, it's going to be okay. Everything yeah. is going to be good. We're gonna, we're going to rock on. Guys, be genuine. <laughs> be genuine about that. Yeah. Though. Like you can't you can't just throw. Uh, well, I smiled at him, right. so have a nice right. day. And right. you also, <laughs> you know, you know, didn't sound disingenuous. You right. Know? Right. No, you know, be be genuine, not hundred percent. You know, uh, let's uh, let's 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 be nice to everybody out there. <laughs> let's uh, let's not be jerks or do our best to you know be as you know jerk resistant as possible. So. <laughs> Anywho, all right, Compsy of the month is up next. Let's uh, let's get to it, Tim. What is our Compsy of the month? Who needs a revolver? Oh no, let's do it. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. My name is Tim Kelly. With me, I have Frank Horvath. And we've been talking about situational awareness for the last few segments. Uh, Things about how to identify threats, what to do once you have. We've talked about the OODA cycle. Uh, We've talked about uh, training and, and, you know, you reverting to your lowest level of training, uh, introducing new stimulus into your into your life, that type of thing. Being a kind person. Yeah, and being yeah. a kind person. That, that should be uh, should be something that everybody should take note to. 
All right. Um, now we're moving on to the last segment. And we generally talk about our competency of the month in the last segment. First, let me de- let me describe to you what the competency of the month actually is. So the competency of the month first started off as a educational benefit for our cadre within Apache Solutions for folks to challenge each other and learn and grow together, that type of thing. So uh, essentially what we do is we send out a competency uh, or some topic of the month and we challenge each other to learn more about it, right? right? Maybe give a presentation on it, write an article about it, do something. And it, it, challenges, it challenges us to, to stay up to date on different topics. topics. Since we have started the Rack Show, we decided to offer it to our listeners and viewers and that yep. sort of thing. So on to the competency of the month. What's the topic? Who needs a revolver? Discuss the practical use of a revolver in a defensive context. Now, because this is something that I made up and I make the rules here, uh, <laughs> let's just start off with the first one. Who needs a revolver, Frank? I, I, I saw this. You're like, hey, all right, I'm, I'm bringing it back in. I'm like, oh, he's going to call on me very first thing. Um, so who needs a revolver? Uh, I mean, <sighs> training Frank or or self-defense Frank? Because, I mean, there's... I, there's <laughs> just answer. Just, just go for the first question. That's why I every, cut the last one out. Every, every, everyone needs a revolver. Everyone? Everyone needs okay. a revolver. So I'm not saying everyone should carry a revolver, but everyone needs a revolver. Okay. Um. Revolver is a fantastic tool. You know, how do we know where we're going if we don't know where we came from, right? So revolver, um, you know, especially, you know, early revolvers, think of single action revolvers, things like that. Um, there's, you know, time and place for, for, for them as a tool, especially in history. But, um, you know, I think, you know, everyone should have an understanding of how revolvers function. They need to have an understanding of, you know, as a tool, how, to, how does it work? Um, and I think with that understanding, um, then a lot of the common misconceptions that we hear about revolvers, like all you got to do is press the trigger, right? A lot of those will be dispelled mm-hmm. because they'll understand that, you know, a revolver isn't as, as simple as they look. There's just so much to them. Um, if you take, you know, if, if you take a look at a revolver and you take the side plate off, um, you know, where, where the grip handles all are, um, you know, kind of cover it all up, you see just how intricate a revolver really is. There are springs, right? There's different cams. There's a lot of stuff that's going on inside a revolver. And um, they're not as robust as a lot of people make them out to be. Right. Um, uh, you know, again, common suggestion. I hear it in gun shops. I visit gun shops all the time. I hear, hear it in gun shops often. Oh, well, see, what you need is a revolver because all you need to do is just press your trigger and it's just going to go bang. Well, not necessarily, right? So with you know improper maintenance, improper um, you know, handling of, of that revolver, it, it it may not go bang, right? And the, you know, the likelihood that you have just some crap or some junk that this thing's going to be bouncing around in, uh, it may not go off. It's not going to be as reliable as you you know as you think. So anyway, there's 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 my there's my immediate like knee jerk <laughs> reaction. My my little soapbox. Everybody box. needs a revolver. Huh? Everybody. All right. Well, I'd say from from my experience as far as training students and that type of thing, uh, I found it very, very beneficial to practice on double action revolvers. Right. So I guess we should probably um, we should probably discuss what these different types of revolvers are. So Frank and I are, are specifically talking about single action revolvers and double action revolvers. A single action revolver 
the trigger only performs one task, and that's releasing the hammer to make the gun go off. So right. whenever you pull the trigger, the hammer has already been cocked back manually, and the trigger actually releases the hammer, smacks the firing pin that, that ignites the primer and, you know, science and stuff. Right. right. The double action revolver performs two tasks where it both cocks the hammer and releases it. Now, one of the... <laughs> Now that we have this knowledge, one of the things that really drives me up the wall is the air weight revolver theory, right? right? right. Oh, little old lady, all you need is this this uh, this air weight thirty eight, you know, thirty eight yep. special revolver. You just you just need that. Pack that around in your purse. All you'll have to do is pull it out and and point and shoot with its twelve or fifteen pound trigger. Yeah, right. Exactly, because she's not strong enough to rack the slide back on you know uh, with her entire hand. Right. She, she's not strong enough to rack the slide back L- on less than five pounds. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because some some people are just don't know how to. And never mind. Let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on so before I get too wrapped up in that. The the, the the snubbies are generally what they're talking about, and it's a little two and a half inch, like one inch to two and a half inch right. barrel, right? So it's it's a snub nose revolver, and you see a lot of those. They're hammerless, um, and, and ladies like to carry them around their purse. Frank, you and I have shot these little snubbies. Yeah, they're difficult. Oh yeah, to maintain any serious level of accuracy. That's right. Right. It it, it is totally totally realistic to completely miss your target at 10 yards. Yeah. Totally realistic. If you don't know what you're doing, completely miss your target. So if we talk about the, you know, the importance of uh, the, the fundamentals of shooting, right? So in order for me to be able to hit the target, essentially put, put all of the other stuff aside, in order for me to be able to hit my target, I have to be able to aim. Right. I have to, I have to know how to aim, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Got that down. Now... I need to be able to press the trigger without disrupting my sights. That's right. And that is where the revolver becomes very, very difficult. Well, that's because, you know, that trigger, especially on double action revolver, right? That's what we're talking about now, um, is accomplishing multiple things at, at simultaneously. So it's not just, you know, letting go of the mechanism, not, right. not just dropping the hammer. It's also rotating that cylinder, right? It's moving all these other intricate pieces that's inside this gun. And that's what adds all this extra weight, all this extra, you know, trigger feel, all this extra stuff mm-hmm. that's happening as you're pressing that trigger. And um, while, while, you know, while I personally use it as a training aid, right, the general public, the people who aren't, you know, the the people who aren't likely to be, you know, who are gravitating towards these guns for one reason or another, um, they're not putting in that, that same time practice right. in, into understanding of, of, you know, choosing that particular firearm. And more often than not, we see... Um, you know, husbands, you know, listening to the gun shop clerk or whatever it is, and they're just picking up what they think, you know, that they need based off what they've heard. It's pink. Yeah, it's pink. Yeah, Yeah, it's pink. It's light. It's, you know, not that scary. All I have to do is press trigger and it goes back. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. That's. But what about lasers? It's got a laser on it. Oh, no. Uh, Another show? Yeah, another show. (laughs) We're we're, going to talk about things, widgets and stuff on another time. Yeah. But, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, that, that it boils down to uh, a lack uh, of knowledge in the fundamentals of, of um, handgun ownership, right? right? You just you're taking in what you've heard, mm-hmm. and you're and that's where it ends. Like you're not continuing any more education. You're not now like seeking more knowledge about you know, well, okay, but specifically why? Um, now, 
I personally think there is a time and place for revolvers, you know, in a practical, you know, sure. self, self-defense uh, scenario. Um, often I will carry a revolver um, for, for, you know, different reasons. Um, I'm not going to say it's my go-to. Like, it's right. not my first pick by any way, shape, or form. Um, but I, I'm at least confident and I, I understand, um, you know, what to use and how I'm going to use it and why I'm going to use it in a particular scenario. Um, you know, that, that, that's my world. Um, right. that's for me. Um, you know, because, you know, they are smaller, um, they all, in many, many cases, they, they can be concealed a little bit easier in many cases. Again, it depends. Right. Um, so there, I could see an argument for it, for that. So uh, it's, it takes what you just said, it, it People need to understand it takes some time to reach that level where you understand both your capabilities and your limitations with the tools that you currently have. So if I'm carrying a revolver, I know my limitations and my capabilities change versus when I'm carrying a semi-automatic handgun. And then I understand how to navigate those capabilities and limitations. Then it's, it's like it's like putting on a different pair of shoes in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. You're you're either wearing cleats one day. And walking on grass, or you're wearing, you know, or walking on concrete, mm-hmm. right? Or you're wearing tennis shoes and walking on concrete. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to change your stride just a little bit, yeah. right? So, and things are going to be a little bit more complicated. So that's where most people just see that as this is an easy tool to access. Or what about, you know, you, you talked about the the 15 pound trigger. Well, then tell her that she can cock the hammer back and she can shoot it in single action, right? Mm-hmm. For the ones that don't have hammerless revolvers. One, that's not very realistic, right? Right. That you're going to have them cock the hammer back. Hey, bad guy, wait right there. In stress, in a moment of right? stress. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then go to work. Now, I bring this up because I had a student call me at six o'clock in the morning because she heard the bump in the night. And that is what her husband, who had passed, mm-hmm. that is what her husband had told her to do. Cock the hammer back and wait by the bed for the intruder to walk in and then just point and shoot. Mm-hmm. That was her, her thing. So she literally stayed up for the last four hours in that position, waiting with the hammer cocked back on the revolver, waiting for an intruder to come in. Then she decided to dial 911. 911 came and 911 said, there's nobody there. Right. There was no face-to-face time with the lady and the police officer. Oh, no, there was, but there was nothing about the gun, mm-hmm. right? So she called me at 6 o'clock saying, I just realized that I can't I can't do anything. What do I do with the gun now? It's The hammer's cocked. Mm-hmm. She didn't know how to deal with it. Right. She was not taught how to safely send the, the hammer home yeah. without shooting it. Right. So she went into her backyard and fired it into the ground. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Cops came back yeah, <laughs> because there was a gunshot right. and somebody else reported it and they right. because they'd just seen cops. It was just it was a mess. Right. She called me at six o'clock in the morning, just terrified. We got her into a semi-automatic that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, we, we hear scenarios, we see things like that that happen all the time. You know, the the information is out there. You just have to be willing to to seek it. You must be willing to, you know, go out and learn a little bit more. Um, get yourself out of your comfort level a little bit, right? Yeah. Go learn something new. Um, there's there's uh, plenty of that's out there. All right, Tim, I think that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Awesome, man. Um, we uh, absolutely had a fantastic time. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. You've been listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show on WSIC. And uh, be safe out there. Have a good one.